0: Welcome! I'm Rebecca, and I am so glad that you are here. This podcast is being recorded and released around Christmas time, so Merry Christmas! I want to talk today about some of my favorite things about the Christmas season. I grew up in Minnesota, and as you might know, Minnesota has a lot of snow. I think it had a lot more snow when I was growing up than it does these days, but still. It's a pretty cold, snowy place up in St. Paul, Minnesota. When I was growing up, in my mind, winter officially started when the snow covered the chain link fence in our backyard. Because it was so cold in St. Paul, when it snowed, the snow would just stay there. It didn't melt, it would snow and then snow again, and it would accumulate and then snow again and then snow again. So the snow just got deeper and deeper and deeper. And in my mind, it was fall until the snow covered the chain link fence. And then we were really solidly into winter. So that's just a little background on how my winters were growing up. And obviously, the Christmas season was a season with lots of snow. We had lights, and Christmas trees, and Christmas parties, and all the things that we associate with Christmas time in the United States. When I was 16, my family moved to Morocco, and I went to high school in Morocco for my last two years my junior and senior years of high school. Christmas season was very, very different in Morocco from Minnesota. Not only was there no snow, because The climate in Rabat, where we lived, is pretty similar to the climate in San Diego. So it was sunny, warm, we had palm trees and dusty roads, Um, but there were also no decorations. Morocco is a Muslim country, so they don't celebrate Christmas. There were no decorations, there were no lights up, there were no stores full of gifts. There were just humble people going about their lives, The Medina is the old part of the city uh, in cities in Morocco, including Rabat, where I lived. The oldest part of the Medina in Rabat was built in about the year 1150. So it's very old, much older than anything we have in the United States. And the city in the Medina still has an ancient feeling about it in the narrow streets. um, They're generally pedestrian and donkey only through these narrow streets. There are Um, mud walls, there are spice markets, rug sellers. It's a very sensual experience in terms of all of your senses being a part of the experience. There are smells, there are sounds, the sounds of people speaking Arabic, of uh, merchants calling out, people just talking to each other, occasionally donkeys going by. I loved the rug sellers, where they would roll out rug after rug after rug for you to look at. It was like an art form and uh, really beautiful to watch them throwing out rugs and rugs and rugs piled on top of each other. and The spice markets with huge piles of spices like tall cones that smelled so amazingly good. And the streets that were, like I said, Dusty, generally not paved in the Medina, water wells where people would gather to get water. Our house was on a dirt road, and every day a shepherd took his sheep along this dusty dirt road in front of our house. He would head one way in the morning with his sheep, and then he'd go back the other way in the evening. It was beautiful because the sunlight would filter through the dust that was kicked up by the sheep, um, giving it sort of a, almost a misty look, except it was just the sun reflecting on the dust from the red dirt roads. It was beautiful. As I said, Morocco is a Muslim country, and so the people of Morocco weren't putting up Christmas lights. They weren't wrapping presents and getting ready to celebrate Christmas. Their calendar is a lunar calendar, so the holidays that they celebrate rotate throughout the seasons of the year. So Christmas being set at one specific season of the year was even a little bit out of sync with the flow of life in Morocco. We had a woman named Mina who cleaned our home and cooked amazing meals for us. And when we put up a Christmas tree, she didn't say anything for a few days. And then she asked my mom, Madame, why is there a tree in the living room? And we all thought that that was such a different perspective than we'd seen before. We didn't even think to explain why we were setting up a tree in our living room and why we were hanging decorations on it, and she didn't know what Christmas was. She didn't know about this custom and tradition and celebration from a country that she wasn't from. It made me take a step back and think, what an interesting question. Why do we have a tree in the living room? How does this look from the outside? What What is this celebration really like? Take a step back and look at it. My dad pointed out while we were in Morocco that life in Morocco was very much like life in Jerusalem and Bethlehem on that very first Christmas. We didn't have Christmas lights in the streets. There were no candy canes. No one was putting up trees in the storefronts or wrapping gifts. There were no commercials running on television or the radio about what you should spend your money on. There were just humble people going about their lives. There were narrow pedestrian and donkey-only streets. There were shepherds on dusty roads. The people in Jerusalem and in Bethlehem were not Christian either. Just like the Muslims in Morocco, they also worshipped God. They loved their families, and they were trying to find happiness for themselves and their children in every way that they could, as everybody is in the world. As a family, on Christmas Day in Morocco, after opening our presents, we went to the Medina, to the old part of the city built back in the 1100s, looking for beggars. Now, this isn't like we had to go searching, hoping that we would find a beggar somewhere. They're not hard to find. There are a lot of poor people with serious disabilities in Morocco asking for help. We brought with us several bills, Moroccan Durham's, the equivalent of $10 in the United States. But in Morocco at the time, the buying power, the shopping power was about $100. So this was for a Moroccan person in the Medina, the equivalent of about $100 bills. We walked through the Medina and looked at the people that sometimes I'm going to admit as a teenager, I tried not to look at the beggars, I tried to look the other way, they were often disfigured and struggling. And not the beautiful, glamorous people that we generally are drawn to. But on that day, we looked for and we looked at the beggars, and we brought them gifts. This was our way of honoring the Savior and bringing gifts to the poor, not a huge earth-shattering thing, nothing that changed everyone's lives like the Savior did, but it was our way of honoring him. All of this made me think about other people on earth on that first Christmas. I've thought several times recently about people all over the world and how no one knew that this was the first Christmas. No one knew the significance of what was happening. People on the islands in the Pacific were coming home from fishing and they would have seen a star, a new star, a bright star. The goat herders in Africa the Inuit people keeping warm under the northern lights, alpaca herders in South America, families in India that were looking up at the stars as they cooked their meals together, the Celts in northern Europe, the Egyptians, the Chinese, the Romans, everyone on earth was then, as we are now going about their lives, they weren't aware of what was happening in a small village. A baby was born. And his focus as he grew up was not on the kings and the influencers of the day. He walked the dusty streets. He spoke to the people one at a time, one individual at a time. He wasn't worried about having huge followings, and yet he did because he connected individually with people. He listened, and he saw them, and he blessed them individually. I also like to think about where we were. Where were you and I on that very first Christmas? Where were you? I believe that we all lived in heaven with God before we were born and that we will return to him when we die. Where were we? Were we singing with the angels to the shepherds? Were we excited for Mary to give birth? Were we there in the stable watching over our Lord as he slept? Christmases in Morocco, in a country that didn't celebrate Christmas, and that didn't have snow or holiday lights, felt the most like any Christmas I've ever experienced. I think it was because my focus wasn't on stores. My focus wasn't on shopping and gift giving and gift getting. My mind was drawn back to what Christmas is really about. It caused me to think about how Jesus set an example of loving and blessing the lives of everyone that he came in contact with. He looked for the good in people, and he found it. Paul talks about looking for things that are virtuous, lovely, of good report, and praiseworthy. And I think when Jesus walked through the streets of Jerusalem and the surrounding villages, that's what he looked for. He looked for the virtuous, lovely, of good report and praiseworthy things in the people that he met, wherever they were and whoever they were. And by seeing the good in them, he was able to love them and to be grateful for the good things that they bring into the world and to reach out and bless them with love. My mind was drawn in Morocco back to all of those things. In doing that, my heart was changed, and the way that I saw Christmas was changed. So in this Christmas season, I hope that you have wonderful blessings poured out on you and your family and those that you love, and I hope that you can think about Jesus walking through the dusty streets without any Christmas lights, without gifts or wrapping paper on his birthdays later on, and that very first Christmas day, how Mary and Joseph were just regular humble people in a country that wasn't Christian, that didn't celebrate Christmas because it hadn't even happened yet, that didn't understand the significance of everything going on, but was still blessed by good people looking for the good in those around them and reaching out and loving I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining me today. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and everyone around you.